Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Fearless Kia. Welcome to another Fearless Friday. Today I treated myself by having a glass of wine, but also I just want to give you guys a um, quick update on life and me because I feel like a lot of feedback has been, you know, we want to know what's going on with you. So currently in the Q4 rut and just kind of chugging away at finishing out the year strong. Um, no there's no updates on dating or anything like that. She's still single. So <laughs> just just to let you guys know. But um, which is not a bad thing. I'm just saying that I'm just really focused on myself and finishing out the year strong. So that is my quick tidbit and update. But I have a special guest with me today. This week's guest is Chicago Red. <laughs> We're currently uh, connecting brands and people in New York as a human resources lead, as well as a connoisseur of fine liquor and a part of the infamous Henny Palooza team. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, you must be sleeping under a rock if you don't know what Henny Palooza is. It's one of the most socially activated and shared parties to date. And you all just celebrated your um, five-year anniversary. So shout-outs to y'all. Shout-outs to the whole HP crew. But I am so happy to have a dear friend of mine that I've known for three plus years here in New York. I'm Dwayne Evans. Thank you guys. That was a very glorious type of intro. Like, I don't think I've ever got an intro like that fire. So, oh, that was, that was good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That was dope. I fuck with it. I try to make sure, you know, I do y'all right when y'all yeah. come on the show. You know, it makes sense. And, like, I heard the little dating thing. I was like, you'll be all right. They, like, being a single in New York, you're totally fine. Like, especially in the wintertime, it's it's a good Yeah, that's good, because y'all want to get caught up in the cuffing Yo, season. Cuffing season is real. Like, I've been dumped during, like, at, right after cuffing season. Like that April, was, May, like. It was, like, the first rooftop day. Night was done. Like, it's just like, yo, I'm going to go out. I'm like, all right, cool. Never from again. And New York is rough. <laughs> like, 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 it's so bad. Like, y'all, people don't understand. It's just a unique situation living here. And I'm sure we'll get into, like, dating and all that more. But I want to, I always like to start out uh, the show with, um, what did you do today to treat yourself? Um, Today, I, I went to Shake Shack. That okay. Was, yeah, that was it. Like, that, because, typ- like, typically, like, my days are, like, work running or like going to equinox or something like that Word. but today i was like man fuck all that we're gonna get this double shack burger and just chill like that and watch like what did i watch oh the blueprint series by uh noah on from complex that was nice word yeah see it's, it's like a consistent thing of either we going to get food i know ryan was talking about tacos on his thing sleep or just chilling like and like catching up on just like good content it's all you need i mean that's like 2017 is content and food like that's a perfect date so you know <laughs> just in case y'all need to know out there <laughs> just in case y'all need to figure it out content and date no netflix and chill we talking about like a real content you know something you could talk about dates. afterwards you know what i'm saying facts so um what i like to usually start out with these guests is asking what is your deepest fear Oh shit! Uh, I think my deepest fear—I think everyone's deepest fear—is like failure, like fear of failure, right? But I think mine would probably be not being remembered. I think for something like or anything like, because I think like from being from mm. Chicago, like you have friends who like who die earlier, like you know, get shot or whatever, and or they 
I had a best friend who killed himself. Like, mm. like afterwards, everything was done. Like, it was like we buried him. Like a week later, everybody went back to their lot, like normal everyday lives. And you kind of, you don't remember people. Mm. Like you'll think about them every now and then. Like there was no lasting thing. So for me, it's always to, to like do something or try to create something or you know affect some person. Where it's like if I'm gone tomorrow or whatever, like I'll have a lasting effect. So people will always remember me. So I think my fear is just being forgotten. Do you feel like you're doing things currently um, in your professional or personal life where you're building that legacy to be remembered the way in which you want to be remembered? Uh, I mean, I I think so. I would hope so. I mean, doing HR is like you get the opportunity to kind of um, like change things like in tech. It's like you have it's predominantly white. Right. So like when we go to like different like like places to interview people or different universities saying like come here like a lot of like black engineers are like nah you know because it's like i'd rather go somewhere more stable or somewhere like mm. you know like to a google or like an apple so it's like having hard sell them on like coming to a startup that people are like i'm kind of weary of because it's like not too many black people it's, it's different so i think in tech i'm trying to like make that change you know what i'm mm. saying to where we where we're more not the dominant race but somewhere along like we're coming up is where it's not just one percent you know right so, like there's room for right it's room for growth and, like the thing is like i went to hbcu so like and i to me we have like the smartest like group of people like like we have great engineers we have because we i feel like we have to go like a step beyond everything mm. you know what i'm saying you have to work two times as hard just to get like that first i feel spot. like that's what we were always told always like my mommy my mom tells me that all the time it's like yo you can't just like you can't just do what like they do and think you're going to be fine. You know what I'm saying? Even in like the interviewing process, like I could talk to a sales manager and he's like, yo, I, I like this guy. And I'm like, why don't you like this one? Like this person. Mm. And it just changes the whole dynamic, you know? So trying to just kind of open eyes. So I think, I think I'm moving in the right direction. Am I hitting the point yet where I'm, you know, there? Nah, but I'm, I, I'm going in the direction of, but you're definitely impacting an industry where there's a lack of Brown and, and black folk in in there that could be definitely making ways and shifting mm-hmm. how in which we interact with technology these days and so for you to have that and in a startup environment right. so you to be there from a human resource standpoint i literally was talking to my hr guy today about just like how do we how do we promote diversity and inclusion without having those that diversity and inclusion like you know conversation like hey look this is how diversity and inclusion is like oh my god those two words those two words like kind of kill me sometimes because it's like every company is trying to do it but they're not understanding like there's so many layers you have to really peel back in order to like start to shift the cultures i agree i think like the good thing about it is like our ceo is like very like you know, forward thinking and, and like in that regard, like he's like, we're one of the few companies I think that gets some, like Martin Luther King's birthday off. I think we can even take <laughs> Right. So it's like, I think we could even take like, I took Malcolm X's birthday off. Like, so you could like take these days off and like, and they're like, oh, well, I get it. You know what I'm saying? So that helps having like a person who runs the company, who leads the company that says, look, we need more of this mm-hmm. and less of like, you know, a colorism thing where it's the best person is from Brown or Princeton or Yale. Right. You know, like we can get somebody from a Clark or a Morehouse Spellman Howard. And you know what I'm saying? And they do the same thing or if not exceed the expectations, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's good to be in like in a company, like in a space with people who are, you know, forward thinking like you. So 
You know. Yeah, and it's also great to know that we have people like you in those positions who are going to be able to pay it for and open the door right. for other people to come into um, come into those industries and, and break through because it's really hard. Be, look, I I got it by accident, so like I literally was just, ain't nothing by accident. No, guys, no, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> listen, listen. I was look the way I got like into age. I was it was very accidental. It was more like it was out of necessity. Like I was broke, but that's industry. Right? Yeah. But you was broke. And so tell us, you was no, broke. Tell was, us the journey. I was dumb broke, actually. Like, I was like, I was, it was after, like, a Saturday night or something. Like, my boy was going to um, a job, something like a job fair. And, like, we were in Atlanta at the time. So I was just on the couch sleeping. He was like, yo, I'm going to go. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to throw my clothes on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Head out. And, then, like, everything, like, we went and met, like, four or five people. We interviewed with four or five people. And, like, I ended up meeting with the head of HR in uh, Atlanta, like if you know Home Depot, like it's based out of Atlanta. Hmm. So I met like the head of HR there, and he was like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "I don't know. What do you have open?" I'm like, "I'm open to anything. I'll take an hourly position. I'll take like a, a cash rent, like a rep. Well, I don't care. Like I just need money. We going out to clubs. I'm broke, can't buy a drink." But then he was like, "You know, we have a, a HR coordinator position open." And I was like, "Okay, we could. You know, what what does that mean? Like." What, what does is this that look job? Like? Right, like, right. What does the money look like? I didn't really care. He was like, "Well, since you're in college, I won't do salary." He's like, "But you can get hourly." And he told me the number, and I was like, "Yes, I'll do that." Is that possible? He's like, "Nah, you need experience." I was like, nah. "But I'm good at words. I'm good with talking." So I just finessed it, and it was like, "He was like, all right, cool, come in on Monday." But that's what um, I'm saying. Ain't nothing by accident in the sense that like you were where you needed to be at that time, and you've moved clearly up the ladder from there um and here in new york and so that brings me to kind of how i know your debt your nine to five right is um <laughs> is hr but outside of with your nine to five your five to five that's what i'm gonna say five yeah. to five is between yeah. it's a juggle between um uh hpn as well as being a connoisseur of fine liquor how did you get into both of those kind of realms as outside of your nine to five uh, I think well, it started with like I guess HP because I like, I moved to New York and didn't know anybody so like okay it was like literally moved randomly like on a Tuesday and was like I'm gonna try it out and so I met people through like I think Raheem I met um, who works at Capital now like Raheem right so met everybody through him and then I got super cool with Austin like we would go to every dumb industry event mm-hmm. ever like if you could whatever listening it was like you could name a whack MC we were there and that's when I was like oh all right, cool, open bars. I never knew what the hell that was for in Atlanta. I was like, all right, but when I got here, I was like, I could just drink for free? Like, yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. We just figured that out. And then we met Cam, who, like, was, like, took me in. Like, all like Cam, Raheem, Austin, all took me in. It was like, yo, you don't know anybody, so we gonna take you everywhere. Yeah, that's brotherhood. Word. I was like, I'm, you know, I, I, I like you New York people, man. Like, I thought it was gonna be, like, the scariest thing, but then, I, you know, the stories, I think the rest of the history with HP is like, yo, bring a bucket of chicken or Hennessy, I had like a. I brought the bucket of chicken because I wasn't paying forty dollars. No, <laughs> I don't give a damn. I wasn't paying forty dollars for no Hennessy at the time. So we brought the buckets of chicken, and then like I don't remember who showed up exactly because right. like everyone was drunk. Like it was damn. It was December thirtieth. We we're all faded, and we just thought that. Well, Low thought the hashtag, and I think from that point on, it t- it just caught on on like Twitter, which was pop like super popping at the time. Like Black Twitter was at was at its Peak. And you know what I'm saying? Everyone's tweeting every two minutes and then like they see this hashtag of like Hennessy or like mm-hmm. Hennessy So it turned into a thing. But 
it, but it's it's dope because everyone has plays their like position, right? You know what I'm saying? Like everyone, and I always say for me, it's always like I like be in the background. I don't like the like mm-hmm. being in the front, which works perfectly because we have people who love the camera and all that. And I'm just like, ah, you know, let's just get the shit. Let's do this and let's make sure we. Well, you're causing y'all curating an experience that is clearly. You know, hitting city by city. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But it's just dope, though. Like, I mean, it just, who wouldn't want to travel with their friends? You know what I'm saying? Like, and see different things. It's, it's, it's at this point, I think it's becoming less about, like, us doing the actual party. It's like just creating these moments, like, mm. for other people and then for ourselves. Like, we don't really care about the alcohol as long as you just have fun. You know what I mean? So, I think that was, that's dope. So, that's how I joined HP. I, I kind of joined, I joined by accident. Like, they was like, yo, you're not going nowhere. And I was like, nah. So, <laughs> So what up? Like I have no real position. Like it's like do whatever the hell you want. So is that how you got introduced into the business of you know, uh-huh. huh? Of what liquor? Of liquor? Yeah. Of nah. liquor. It was a white dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Some white dude was like, "Yo, he's where he uh, was PR for Bacardi." Like yeah, Bacardi was like, "Look, you want to go on this trip to uh, Puerto Rico?" I was like, "Yeah." How much? He was like, "Oh, it's free. It's covered. It's all about Bacardi." I was like, "Oh, all right. What I got to do?" He was like, "Just write about it." I was like. All right, how much money I got to bring? I've never been on a press trip in my life. So he was like, just bring whatever you want to, if you want to buy like trinkets or some shit. Right. Got fucked up. Like I was, I was out there for five days. We was drinking everything, like drinking everything, eating everything. I'm around some of the finest Puerto Rican women. And yeah. like, I said, man, look, I could do Having this. Having your for, bath you know, I said, yo, <laughs> I could do this for like a living. I'm going to, I wake up on a beach drunk at like 7 a.m. Like, what I, like, do I have to go back? You know what I'm saying? And do, after enough, after I was done, I wrote about it. And kind of found to like found out that while we like are a dominant race that drinks, like we drink everything, mm-hmm. like we drink a lot, Crown Hennessy and all that. We we don't kind of like we don't really like we're not really respected in that industry as far as mm. like you know like choosing what it's like they push it to us and we just drink it. So I was like, we you know what I'm saying we all have a voice like you know what I'm right. saying like like black people dominate cultures oh that's just a proven fact right so I got in and and started meeting people and they're like what do you do I'm like well I write about alcohol and then it just kind of went from that to like knowing everyone so like I'm friends with damn near everybody everybody's cool with me I don't know why but it's just the case because you're a dope person don't downplay your nah, values I'm just, I'm just saying like it's like everyone has like does something right so like you have a host you have you know these right like what do you do I'm like I don't know. Like I just, I'm just cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like a nice guy who just who's trying to figure it out. Same as everybody else. I think to explore. Right. I don't know. Do you feel like there is a, um, a sense of sometimes that you feel like should not necessarily like should I be here, but like how do I need to add more value in order to be respected in this room per se? Because I feel like a lot of people experience that moving around in New York. See, nah, I, I've never been, I've never been that dude. Cause like, I, like every room I'm in, I feel like I deserve to be there. Like I've never been in a room and felt intimidated by mm. anyone. You know what I'm saying? Just because I like, you have to, if you walk into a room, you have to know something, right? Or if not, you can learn something from being in that room with whoever you in with. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I've never, I've never went somewhere and said, I don't know if I should be here. Like, I've talked to the CEO of Ford and we had like a real spirited conversation about HBCUs versus uh, Ivy League schools and homeboys. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was just a conversation. He was like, I didn't know that we weren't hiring said group you know, of people. And it was just like, one black dude from one young dude from Chicago, like Southside, and I'm speaking to this. He might even be a billionaire at this. You know, at this mm-hmm. point, but nah, I think some people have like a direct 
idea of what it is that they want to do and then they just get sidetracked and it becomes something else like mm. i have an idea of what i want like what i want to create which is okay i don't, I don't say all okay that. you ain't gotta say it but you can give us i mean you can't it, it, we, it involves that it involves spirit so okay you know it involves spirit give yeah. us a little sign okay but it's, it's the thing where like we're not like outside of maybe like a ciroc or something like you don't really see like like liquor commercials that have like you know a predominantly black like Mm -hmm. group of people in the commercial you know what i'm saying but they want it so now it's like let's create it and let's figure it out you know so it's it's a dope industry you just have to figure out how to like navigate it right you know so but now i think other people have like like let's say austin like he djs so he's like i want to dj i want to produce and i'm like all right let's get you there you know what I'm saying? I don't have like a blueprint on how to do it. Right. But I like if you if we get in a room I can I can put it there to where they're like, all right, cool, we need this guy. So he does the Surat commercials. He gets the placements on like Jim Jones and like mm-hmm. the Gucci records. So it's like those type of things. Like you just the relation you I built the relationship, so now it's like how to utilize them. You know what I'm saying? So and I how I, to connect connect dots the dots with everyone. So I think that that's what I've gotten great at. Like just being able to connect to that. So what are thing, some things in your life where you're still trying to get better at? I won't say great because we're not going to be great. At, I mean, just in general in life. Yes, life, you know, you want our lives to, we want our lives to be great, but we're not going to be great at everything. And it's okay to like acknowledge that. What are some things that you're at least working to improve on? Um, personally? At, yeah, personally. Shit. Um, communication. What? I'm like, oh, what? That shit is like I, I'm, I'm good at it. I could talk my, I could, like, to anybody about anything except shit that I actually care about, like, it, about feelings and shit. You know what I'm saying? As I gotten older, I've gotten better, right? Okay. But like, like saying to someone, "Hey, I like you," or you know, "I, I love you," or some shit like that, it's like I'm still hesitant on these type of things because it's like once you, once I do it, I'm all in. So mm. like having to like get over that stumble like that hurdle of saying of just being all in and not like do you feel like there's a, is there a fear of that to your point where you said like oh failure earlier is there a fear of like that it once you do that that it won't work out you know it's, it, it yeah but then also it's like to go the total opposite way it's like i have a fear of not like experiencing that like love type of thing with like a, a female or whatever so it's like do i don't you know believe you, that it exists well love that idea of love that you oh, have of course it. a thousand percent like i like i feel like i felt it before like okay i just i don't know if it's you know if it i mean i don't know if it's stuck around you know what i'm saying or but any even so like it'll it'll come back like love is like people think you want to get like one true love it's like oh this is it and i'm done i'm like man look you could meet a person who could change your whole life tomorrow if you're open to it right you know what i'm saying so i think that probably is like a thing that i would be like is it is it just the has it been the i know you said that your communication and not communicating your feelings is that what has held you back from finding that love or have you found that there's been just the pool here has not been as um, as great as you wanted it to be. <laughs> you know, I'm just keeping it a buck, you know. Or is there other factors where it's like, ah, I'm just, I don't want to be committed. I just want to kind of focus on my career. Like, are there other elements that are playing into Hell why yeah. you're not, you know, why there's a fear of like finding love? I'm going to tell you straight up, like, we, like, I've been on, like, 
do any blues. So I've been on tour and shit. Like you hit these cities, you know, like you know how hard it is to date somebody and explain to them, like, yeah, I'm about to go on tour with my friends. I don't rap or nothing like that, but you know, we about to be on tour, so I'm about <laughs> to hit these cities. But I, I'm coming home to you. I'm faithful. Yeah, you know, you're not hard. Up. Like, you see that face you just gave. Now, see, see exactly. You like you like. Like you see, like people see the videos, like you see, might see like Chris dancing on joints and all that. Like, so you just automatically assume that everyone is like, but it's not even the case. So it's hard to like try to tell someone, hey, I'm not fucking these girls. I'm really partying and going home. I think it's less about okay. So the face that I made first of all was mm. more so like now it's very temptation is real. That's not like say that it's not real. However, I do believe that if you have built a foundation with the person that you're dealing with and y'all are on a good page and you're like, I'm not doing nothing to center, trust is also real as well. But see, it's earned, but it's real too. It's real too. Like you can be like, I'm out, this is business. It ain't no personal things going on. The thing is like know? we like we're out, like we have fun, like but if you really want the person, right? Mm-hmm. Then you take your ass home. <laughs> or you go back to the hotel and be like, all right, look, I'm gonna go home, hop on the phone and be like, Hey, how was your day? Because like you at the end of the day you still gotta go home. Like you like So self control is real. Yeah, like what but at, like even at this age, you have more self control now than than I did when I was like twenty five. I was twenty five doing this shit. Like going on there was no way I'd I'd be in a relationship at all. But being the age I am now, it's like we've done it five years. Like we can't. So do you feel like your lifestyle may prevent you from finding? Then, in essence, your lifestyle will prevent you from finding oh, love. Nah, I mean, right now, maybe. Like, not even right now, because I, I, I believe I'm like in love with someone. I'm, like, okay. I ain't. I know I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. We're not to, like together, but. You know but saying? you know your feelings, right? You know what I'm saying. So, like you, like you, like still like have feelings for that person. You know what I'm saying. And you know, if it ever happens, you you straight. But love is a tricky thing. Like you could love a person, but man. the mentality too behind that period of time where you're trying to figure those things out. It's like. Even, you know, we were speaking earlier, I was like, oh, you know, I went out with somebody for like a weekend, that was it, and that's what it was. You know, like, if your mentality is there, then it's like, this is what it is, and not being open to allowing it to kind of blossom in something, but it seems as though you're open to allowing it to blossom into whatever it's going to be, and if it's not, you're totally okay with that as yeah. well. I mean, like, I I believe, like, in dating, like, your friend before you... Ooh, child, you, know you sound like my mom. I'm saying you got to date your... Like, you have to know the person, right? Yes. So, dating your friend is is dope. Like, I believe I date my friend. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Or date my friend, date my friend, whatever I'm saying. I don't know what the hell we doing right now. You know what I'm saying? But, y'all doing what y'all doing. Right, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I date my friend. I said, like, so, when it's all said and done like if let's say i'm annoyed with you like, i'm still going to want to talk to you i'm still going to want to be around mm. you because that closeness has already been developed right you know what i'm saying if i it was supposed to like how most people meet in new york it's like yo we just out and then we just start fucking and then you know what i'm saying i get you get on my nerves and then you tweet about me you know what i'm saying child <laughs> like you know what i mean so it's dating different. in new york right there in a whole two yo, two that is, that is dating in new york we meet we fuck we tweet and that we and we done you know what i'm saying so and that's terrible because it's taking away the essence of what courting means, what friendship means, what like calling when you used to have to literally go pick up somebody, <laughs> you pick up a phone, right. like talk to someone, like all of those things have just been removed. But you feel like for you, if I for instance, like you're from like you're not from New York, right? So you're from no. like DMV. So 
courting is a thing. Like, I'm from the Midwest, so courting is a thing. Right. Like, you court before you date, and then once you, like, get to that point, you're like, all right, we're going to be this. Right. Here, it's reverse. There's no courting. You know what I'm saying? It was shocking to me. I'm like, yo, we're going to go out to eat. And they're like, all right, what? So we together. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, yeah, we, you know, I'm walking on the outside of the street and shit, making sure you... Sh-. And yet, like, it's new. You know what I'm saying? Because everything here is fast forwarded. Like, it's like everything. Like, courting to dating takes, takes maybe two to three months in other regions. Here, it's two dates. So, mm. like, two weeks maybe, max. Right? Mm. So, shit's, just like, shit's different. Like, you could either adjust to it or still stay with your, uh, you know what I'm saying, stay with your own morals and, like, your code of dating and, and do that and flourish maybe or become a person who's just in the system of New York and just It's the cold world, man. man it's cold shit, it, man. it is, you know, but I feel like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> once you get to a point where you know what you want, it's you make a more, like, stern decision on how you want to navigate that that world of dating in New York. and How do you navigate it? Uh, for me, currently, because mm-hmm. prior, you know, you know, and I said in my first episode, like, I was I was dating subpar dudes, you know? I was out here, and it wasn't subpar as in, like, they're terrible. Right. They're not trash, they're not terrible. They are good men, mm-hmm. but they just wasn't the right person for me. And there was thing, and I didn't understand what I deserved. Right. Um, and I didn't understand the level of respect that I should have been giving myself first mm-hmm. um, before... Allowing someone else, you know, to compensate for that. So I had to, you know, learn the tough way. You know, I had to deal with a couple of situationships um, and even a relationship until, you know, I got to this point now where, yes, I'm single. You know, um, I'm not like, oh, I'm striving to be lonely. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. But I am okay with being alone and happy versus being with someone and miserable and allowing them to disrespect me or allowing them to right. treat me any type of way just beca- just for the namesake of saying that I'm with someone. Right. And I think that that was the idea, you know, first going into dating. Now, again, mentality, my mentality was all fucked up. I went in like, oh, I, you know, this idea, I want a boyfriend and we can go out and go to brunch <laughs> and go on date night and do all these things and we can just, you know, cuddle up in the bed and like all of these like very, I don't know, superficial or like things of like what a a relationship is and not really understand like no like cut off when all that stuff is gone are you like are we equally yoked for one another i mean i think i mean i agree like but the thing is like the way you explain it is like i mean the the idea of relationships and the definition of relationship grows as you grow yeah i'm saying so if like you just in the beginning it's like yeah we're gonna go do all these fun things like at like 25 because you thinking like you know what i'm saying at 25 but once you get to like 28 29 you're like okay a relationship is not just brunch, you know what I'm saying? A relationship is like a clear understanding of a person, like and it's, it, has, it develops a deeper meaning, right? Right. And I think at this point, like I think you know that, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it, but you wouldn't knew that now if you didn't go through that before, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. I feel like you hit a growth to this point, which is okay. You know, growing and glowing. <laughs> this is that's my that's my mantra. You know, growing and glowing. True, but um to. <laughs> To, to to pivot or um into the next topic of what I wanted to discuss, mm-hmm. you um have a nine to five, but right. I don't. From what I understand, mm-hmm. you know, you're not looking to be there forever, right? No. Do you battle like that torn between a hundred percent going into your past and your dreams, 
versus, okay, I'm now going to, again every day into my nine to five and I'm committed eight hours of my day into this versus eight hours I could be spending on my passion. Uh, I, I think anybody would, like, will want to spend like 24 hours a day doing what they love right. doing. You know what I'm saying? And like, I would love to be the person who's like, just like, fuck this job. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? And then just dedicate a thousand percent to just doing the like doing whatever it is that you know what I'm saying I dream to do. But living in New York is not like in New York City. It's just not realistic for me. Like I don't like if a person like is from here, they have a parent here who they mm-hmm. do that. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, I don't have to pay rent. Whatever. I have bills. You know what I'm saying? I have rent. If I don't pay my shit, I'm taking my black ass back home to Chicago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so that's where I'm torn at. I'm not torn at the idea of chasing the dream. Like I'll, I'll chase a dream when I'm at work. I'm still chasing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I do, there has to be some type of level of stability here. The cost of living, literally. Yeah, like the cost of living is crazy. I, I have a friend who's paying 2200 for like a one bedroom in Harlem. I said, yo, you're nuts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I mean, I, you, you do get torn. Like when I'm at work, I'm sitting there on the computer. It's like, yo, this, I'm, this shit blows. This shit sucks. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I could definitely be doing something other than like I'll miss something I feel like I should be at for my for networking purposes to be right. doing some actual work stuff. And that's I think to me is when I'm most torn is like, you know, am I me doing this? Is that me like not giving up, not giving up, quote unquote, on the dream? But is that me just saying, hey, I'm going to just be stable? You know what I'm saying? I, so it's it's I'm, I'm nervous about that. So I, that's what I get nervous about. That's what I'm fearful of. Just dedicating that much time to it. But and then slowing down on my, you know, what I'm saying chasing my own thing. But it it's for me. I I think I do I do a good job of balancing it all. Like I will get off and go to you know a Diageo thing or go ha- go to a meeting with Diageo or you know what I'm saying or go to a meeting with whatever other brand that I'm fucking with at the time. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like it, you have to constantly be moving. I think for me, it's like the moment you just really decide on one is when you like really fuck up. Like if I quit and say like I'm only gonna like focus on my job. Then I'll be like every other person who I like at home who I just didn't want to be like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You spent 45 years doing something that they don't love. But so as long as I keep that in mind, it's like I don't want to be that guy, you know what I'm saying? And the idea of proving people wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll always chase my dream, like no matter what. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just trying to balance time more than anything. Well, what do you want to be remembered as if you don't want to <laughs> be remembered as that guy who doesn't do what they love? Oh, uh, man. I do I would like to be remembered as just to everybody or just a, like to, I want to be remembered as like a, a like a stand up dude. Like I want my character to be remembered more than mm-hmm. anything else. Like I don't not what I do, but it's kind of like what I stand for, like mm-hmm. being like what I am to people. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole thing is always being like a fair, loyal, you know what I'm saying? No matter what you need, I'm, I'll figure out my best way to do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's my whole thing just being remembered as somebody who. You know what I'm saying? Who always stood in like my beliefs and you know what I'm saying and, and my beliefs of friends and you know whether that be friends, religion, or anything. Just but it's, I've always been me. and You can never question that, right? You know what I'm saying. So that's that's because like I said in Chicago, that's all we that's all we got. got. That's it. Like uh, like if you don't got that back home, then like you will get punked, you will get beat up, you, like you every day it'll be something, right? Mm. So like that's all I grew up on it's like i would see the dudes get beat up who like literally would have like oh, i'm jumping from this side to that side like you want from like being like a, a gd like this is a gang and then like <laughs> you know what i'm saying to hanging with like the rival gang you know what i'm mm. saying so 
those type of people who like switch sides, like I, I've never, never like, like enjoyed those like or dudes. I've always seen how they like were treated, so I was like, yo, I'll never want to be that dude. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's always my thing. Just always be, be who you are. Don't like, don't ever switch up on that. Like, you know what I'm saying? If people don't enjoy it or are comfortable around it, then I don't need to be around those people. Facts. You know what I'm so that's that's that to me is important. Just like personality traits are important. It's everything else outside of that could be could be changed. Like. You could be famous one day and then the next day somebody going to tear your ass down and then it all goes to shit. Right. You know what I mean? So, but if a person who's always been that, like, who's always been an upstanding character and, like, been that person or been a great person, they they live pretty pretty decent lives. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Because so. at least they know that they lived in their truth. That's it. That's all. That's, that's it. Do you feel like there were things in your past, like where you were growing up, where it kind of shaped you into the man that you are, but are there certain triggering kind of moments or things that stood out to you which may have informed some of your fears and which you you have to date uh yeah i think um well hmm, let me think. I, well yeah because i lost my pops at like 12 right mm-hmm. so i think at that i think that created the fear of like people leaving mm. for me you know what i'm saying so like i'll be you know i'll I grow attached to people but then i'm like so attached to them that i'm like yo don't leave you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I think that that was probably like the biggest thing. It was like that happened in other people just, you know, randomly like breaking off and, you know, whether that be dying or like going mm-hmm. whatever, doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like that was my biggest fear. And I think that's what affects me the most nowadays. So like if I'm friends with you and then like one day we just stop talking or whatever, I'm going to like it's going to fuck me up. Mm. Just because it's like, you know, like I've grown like I've I've seen like a a situation when it's like when the person can't come back you know what i'm saying or right so it's it, so that to me is the biggest thing that i think shaped that and but yeah fear like fear of people leaving like what else that failure of course because but see and failure is a different thing because in chicago like you like you winning if you like your shit is like like you could get like a like a salary gig for like it's like 60 racks you living like you straight you about to get a family you know what i'm saying like you got like my boy got like three kids he got like a jeep niggas a mailman that that is successful that this nigga's successful right yeah he you know he's a federal employee so yeah great benefits <laughs> okay nigga living life you know what i'm saying because <laughs> that is just like that's the level of success there he's like nigga 32 now 33 nigga made it past the threshold of what we supposed to make it past you know what i'm saying like he's living then I come home, it's like, all right, I'm to like I think to them it's like what I think is success and what they think of it are two totally different things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So to them they think, Oh, he's successful, he made it out of Chicago the Bro, shy, he in cool. New York. Nigga taking he, he taking flicks with wild ladies, nigga's cool with these people, like you see him doing this, and it's like to them it's like that's successful. I'm like, shit, that's just like that's just New York. I think any person could see like Jay walking down the street and like, yo, let me take this quick selfie. Right. Jay. You know what I mean? So it's but it's different. Like to them, like to my nephews, it's like super cool. Like like I go home, give them clothes, like different shit that they probably see on TV but they can't like they don't get. So I think it's my mom's super happy with it. You know what right. I'm saying? So my level like what I think of success and what they think of are, is totally different. But the thing is I always have that like mindset of back home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like my mindset is always Do you kind of prepare compare 
Blah, prepare. <laughs> do you kind of compare yourself to like the life that you had back home and being like I never want to be here again is that what continues to motivate you but it's also a fear it's like hell yeah I don't want to go back home you know I don't want to be Look. where I was you know prior to where I am now all my friends who know me like they if they ask me like and, like you're my friend so I'd, like <laughs> like it's like definitely one of those things like well would you ever go back I'm like hell no like my it's a definite hell no like I love being home for a short period of time, right? But I, I think I've seen I've seen more now. You know what I'm saying? I've mm. seen, like, people, like, my friends have never left the state of Illinois. Like, they've left Chicago. They've never left the state of Illinois, mm. right? So, like, they haven't seen much. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, it's like I've been to damn islands. I've traveled now. Like, I've become more well-versed. I've fucking, to them, eating sushi is, like, amazing. To me, it's like, everybody should just try this shit once. Like, <laughs> you never had a California roll, nigga? But, um, oh my god! But to them, it's like it's foreign. It's like, oh, we don't, we don't eat that shit. We only go to Harold's and we might Uncle Remus every now and then, and some Giordano's or shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that to them is like, you know, amazing. But to me, it's like I can't go back home seeing what I've already seen. You know what I'm saying? Seeing and experiencing, what you know what I'm saying, and wanting more. You know what I'm saying? Like that was, I think, the disconnect when I go home. It's like I talk about shit that I want to see, like or that I want to do. Like I want to live abroad for a year or two, have my kids live abroad when I have kids. You know what I'm saying? And they're just like shit. I just want my kids to, like, you know, what I'm saying, go to like a private school. I'm like, it's more. You know what I'm saying? It's more to. It's more to what we've seen. Right. right? So like trying to explain that to a, a person who's only seen. Chicago and who's or who's only seen like the Midwest is hard like you, you damn near can't do it but I feel like I'm, I kind of have a some type of responsibility to do it mm. you know what I'm saying if not them like like their kids you know what I'm saying it's like or my nephews who I'm telling like yo you come stay out with me for some if you like it I can, I'll get you I can give you a job like not even right. get you one but I can I can give you one right you know what I'm saying and just trying to change up the mentality right you know what I'm saying just, I, just only because I want them to see more you could come here and, and hate it and go back home and like at least I seen it right you know what I'm saying at least I got to see the buildings and at least I got to see like the garden and all that shit I man I, when I was growing up I, first time I left Illinois was when I went to college mm. like when I left to go to Atlanta was the first time I was like oh shit I didn't, I, I didn't even know that many black folks existed like mature like professional black people you know what i'm saying I'm say, chicago got black folks we got huh? black we, we got a lot of we got a lot of niggas but yeah like to see like a black person being like the ceo like and that's my first like trying to live like trying to survive in chicago like you only can you only have like you only have to know what's in the city you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying in order to maneuver and navigate like you got to know where to go where not to go who to mess with who not to mess with you know what i'm saying when i stepped out of there i was like shit the rest of this damn like world is a cakewalk i survived this shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean so now it's just telling motherfuckers like, yo, you you can definitely go to Paris. You know what I'm saying? You can afford it. Like, we can get you there. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is like trying to put out an option. So how have you um, taken the necessary step, steps on a day-to-day basis or in your life to overcome these fears that we discussed today and just moving, continuing to move forward towards your pursuit of happiness and what success looks like for you? Um, Just remember, I think just remembering what, you have to go through to get to this point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like every time, like legit, every time I go to work and I want to quit, I just think about when I was broke when I first moved here. Chat. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, it was, I tell them I was quick. I was like, when I moved here, I moved here with $200. I paid two months rent. And like, I, I didn't even know we got paid weekly here until like three weeks later. I just had checks about it. Right. So I was, but 
to me like that just remembering these those things will always like propel me to like trying to keep doing great things and like my friends like honestly like knowing what they want to do and trying to help them get to that point you know what i'm saying i think you got to keep a like i keep a pretty good group around me like i keep, right you know what i'm saying like Cass who does damn near everything under the sun nigga works like a real african you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> you know what i'm saying you have low and like who does just keeping people around me who you know what i'm saying who like, who inspire me to do great things and who believe that i could do great things you know what i'm saying so when i say hey look i want to do this and they're like yo all right cool I'm not even going to just say, great, do it. It's like, yo, let me help you get to, you know, point X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that, that to me, just keeps pushing me, like, and just knowing I can do the shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. More than anything, like, a person will fail if you don't believe that you can do the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, like, you, if I'm constantly like, yo, I want to do it, but I don't know if this is going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, that to me is like. Self-doubt. That self-doubt creeps in. That kills you more than anything. That kills, like, a person more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'd rather a person tell me I can't do this shit than me telling myself I can't do this shit because then I can prove somebody else wrong. Mm-hmm. It's easier to prove my, uh, another person wrong than to prove myself wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because then I, I, I'm thinking about gloating afterwards. I'm thinking about talking shit. <laughs> like you, you have you know extra incentive uh, yourself. You like you know, it's hard to get out of your own head. So. It is. It's very hard. You know what I'm saying? So. How do you get keep yourself out of your own head? A lot of liquor. I'm bullshit. Oh my god! <laughs> now I'm bullshit. I, I, it's easy. Like I. Like I said, I just, I, I'm scared of like going backwards. You know what right. I'm saying? So anytime I'm thinking like, yo, I can, I'm not, I can't do something. I'm like, yo, you're moving backwards. So to me, I'm just like, as long as I keep a positive like mindset, mindset mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I damn near can accomplish damn near anything that can be. I said. So and <laughs> uh, I like to usually, you know, close off on a very positive note. Um, so what is one piece of advice? to listeners that may be battling the same fear as you, what would you give them? Um, shit, man. You, I guess it's like you could use the word like shoot your, like the slow, like phrase shoot your shot, like <clears throat> in damn near anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this dudes are who literally come up with like, I want to do this. I'm like, man, just shit, give the shit a shot. Like the only thing that can happen is it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? But at least you could, like, and you could take away why it didn't work and do it again. You know what I'm saying? The good thing about, like, I think life is that you get more than one, like, you don't get more than one life, but as long as you're living, you get more than one shot. You can do it again and again or, and figure out the kinks. You know what I'm saying? That's always my thing. Just find out what what went wrong and how you can, like, and what went right and just kind of maximize what went right and Mm. move, you know what I'm saying? And move in that, move in the right direction, move in the positive direction. Because if not, You'll be damn near stuck, and then you'll be the dude who you seen growing up saying, "Man, I could have done this. I should have done this." You never want to be that dude who could have done something or who would have done something. Nobody wants to be a shoulda, coulda, woulda. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to be that person, and you don't want to be a person who's not. You know what I'm saying? Who at least didn't go for the dream. You know what I'm saying? At least go for your dream. At least you have to give it a shot. Like if you do nothing else in this lifetime, at least say you could tell your kids like, "Yo, I tried. Shit, I could have failed the motherfucker." But at least like they'll see a person who like who gave it their all. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that that to me means more than like anything else. Like if you just if you never go at it, then then that failure thing will rear its head. You know what I'm saying? Right. But even if you go and you fail, like I wouldn't call you a failure. You know what I'm saying? I'll say, yeah, yo, you, you gave it your, you gave it your all, bro. Like so challenge. 
the next time that you're thinking about that idea, that passion project that you want to do, instead of self-doubting or second-guessing yourself, just go for it. The worst that can happen is, like you said, it does fail, but you learn from what you did the first time, and then you start anew, and you might come up with a better idea the second time. So, you know, as these... As the year closes out, make sure that you're, you know, putting on your 2018 list <laughs> things that you could, that you really want to do and start laying out and planning how you're going to start attacking those goals. And it could be small too. Like it doesn't have to be like some major shit where I made like a billion dollars. and shit. It could really be like, yo, I want to lose weight or I want to eat better. Like it could be small things. You know what I'm saying? Just knock it, you know. Knock it out the park. That's it. That's why we have a, re- a, a, a re- reset every year at the beginning of the year so we can start on this. Well, I usually like to leave off uh, with a quote. And so, um, and it's usually in regards to the guest's uh, fear. So I will leave off with this. Failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It is a temporary detour, not a dead end. Failure is something... We can avoid only by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. Dennis Waith. And on that note, guys, I'm wishing you all love, light, and many a blessings. It's your girl, Fearless Kia. I hope you guys have a fearless Friday. And we out. Peace.